Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
things about what made her outstanding is Ms. Kiki Davis is the majority stockholder of First Independent Bank located in Detroit, Michigan. So that is what makes Ms. Davis the only black woman in America who owns a bank. You know, the the thing is, is that, um, you know, she is also the, the founder and president of the Don Davis Legacy Foundation. So the other thing that you got to realize is that, you know, even though people and accomplish certain goals, these things have a great motivation behind it. You know, she's doing this in lieu of her husband passing away. You know, so you know, if you get a chance, reach out at reach out to Miss Don Davis. You know, because there's a lot of emphasis in this. So let me get into the the fact that one is a sister, two black woman, third is the fact that is dealing with finance and her excelling to be an owner of a financial institution. And and also, she lost someone, you know, in her plight. She lost her husband. I want to, you know, let you know that she she is inspired by um, Shirley Chisholm. But again, um, out of everything, you know, we want to give honors to the life of Mr. Don Davis. You know, so you can also view his legacy at Don Davis Legacy. D O N D A V I S L E G A C Y. Okay? And again, the bank that she dealt with is called First Independence Bank. All right? So, um,. This this is just very paramount in our growth, and we want other women and other people to know that we do have, this does exist. So there's a lot of people that feel disparaged and and look at our situation as a whole, but don't want to look at the avenues in which you you can achieve goals. You know, and these people are here, you know, they're not doing this by themselves. They're doing this in a collective. So the children, they're not doing this just by themselves. They're doing it in the collective with their parents and with other people. Miss um, Kiki Davis is not doing this by herself. She's doing this part of the collective. All right? So, again, Kiko, K-I-K-O, Davis. That's the sister right there. And the second group that I want to um, bring acknowledgement is to, in reference to new black-owned urgent care in Brooklyn. Um, This is important because this is dealing with the medical industry and our health. So a lot of times our community and society emphasizes um, music, um, things that bring joy but don't emphasize. It's not in the media. It's not on BET. It's not emphasized as far as how important the um, level of health is to our, our, um, our people. So... You know, this is a black-owned urgent care that's in Brooklyn. Dr. Tamara Moist, M-O-I-S-E. And along with a certified physician, Assistant Watson Fields, co-founder of Big Apple Urgent Care. So, you know, one of the, one of the main things about, about this team is 
they they also deal with the Caribbean. Um, they came through a struggle. Big ups to the Haitian family. Um, and again, they didn't do this alone. They're working together. So these things should inspire you and, and inspire those around you to expand on what we are currently doing at this present time. This is not, these are things that are not what we want to do. This is what we're doing. So one of the, the main things that was emphasized in their struggle was the fact that the majority or the main hospitals, um, thing was overcapacitated and people were traveling far away from where they lived to try to get assistance. Um, you know, and this is a wide range dealing with health. This is, you know, a wide range. This could be for medication. This could be for lacerations, broken bones, you know, all types of symptoms that need immediate and emergency um, assistance. Along, another additional thing with them is being multilingual, which the staff is, is, is fluent in Creole and in Spanish. So this is one thing that welcomes people make them feel comfortable that a Spanish descent and that a Creole, which is General Haitian. Again, this is in East Flatbush. All right? So, please do your research. And um, you can also pull up online or visit the Big Apple Urgent Care at 3805 Church Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11203 between 38th and 39th Street. You know, also you can um, you can you can view them online. So the assignment for everyone is to find out how to um, to develop a business in healthcare. Don't just look at healthcare as something that other people are supposed to do. Again, we got to get out of the habit of thinking that everything that we need is supposed to be provided by someone else. So, you know, let's give honors and respect to this family and this, this group of brothers and sisters that have stepped up and made, made it known that they're, they're there for their people. All right. You want to hear Uchu? Okay, hold on. Give me one second. Let me um, pause, pause the music so you can be heard a little better. What were yeah, you saying, bro? No, I was just saying I've been listening for a minute. I just didn't want to interrupt. I came in on on the um when you were ending the first part of the women's thing. Yeah, peace, 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 family. What's going on? What's going on? Oh, okay, no doubt, no doubt. Did you did you want to comment on um anything that you've heard so far? Nah, go ahead. I, I'll try on the next upcoming subjects. Okay. All right, so the um, the next subject that I was going to get to underneath women was um, under the third part was a young lady um, by the name of Celise Beatty. Celise, last name B-E-A-T-T. Let's see. Make sure I got it right. Celise. Last name Beatty, B-E-A-T-T-Y of Harlem. I um, want to give acknowledgement and honors to her for starting her own um, beer brand. This is in uh, Harlem, a uh, Harlem brewery. You know what I'm saying? Uh, one of the the main things with her was that, you know, she started this in her own apartment. You know, not just to emphasize on beer, 
but just to emphasize on the fact that she did alchemy and she perfected a craft, you know, um, within her within her own confines, just to give people the the idea that you know you could do this, whatever you, that you seek out to do, um, you could do it by yourself, you know, and you can also be successful with it. She also graduated from North Carolina um, Shaw University, and um, the the main thing with her. You know, she, she's all about aspiring um, black entrepreneurs to also get into, you know, the beer-making industry. So the major thing about her with her enduring her craft is the fact that her beer is going to be on the shelves of 39 local New York Walmarts. You know, um, that's amazing just to go from doing something in your house to actually having it accepted by Walmart. So this, you know, this is all about inspiration. It's, it's one, again, that is a sister, you know, two is dealing with the fact that she accomplished the goal and, and three is entrepreneurship. All of this is based on inspiration. So if you know, if you if you want to get into a little bit more of her story, you know, please go and research. Take a look at um, Dr. Tamara, you know, and look up Salise Beatty, black-owned beer brand. So under the category of women. We have Kiki da- uh, Kiko Davis is the first sister to own a bank at um, Black Detour. We have the sister that has the Don Davis, you know, dealing with her husband, and that's with her bank. And then we got the Black Urgent Care in Brooklyn. Ms. Tamara Moyes, and then we got Salise Beatty with the Harlem Brewing Company. These are all under the category of women. Just giving some acknowledgement, and um, that's the assignment. You know, get a chance, share this with other sisters. You know, look them up, maybe contact them. You know, because all of these women and their organizations is there to promote entrepreneurship. So I'm not just announcing this just to cape for or gloat over the accomplishments of what they've done. They're actually there to inspire other brothers and sisters to do better for themselves and don't don't think that society is just that much marginalized to where um, we don't have anything going for us and that we're not making strides in society. The oh, the other thing about the sister um, with Celise Beatty and the beer brand is that she also did a commercial uh, with uh, that had at the Antonio Fargus from Everybody Hates Chris in it. So she's being supported by other people, you know. Just to let you know that it's it's not just going unnoticed as far as when people are striving to do better. So, again, out of all the despair, all of the confusion, all of the negativity that the media promotes, indigenous media is here to promote the accomplishments of our people, nothing negative, everything positive, because we have to emphasize this going into our tomorrow just to know that, you know, listen, you're not out here alone. There's, you know, you're not by yourself. There's people that is making moves, and you can be a part of it also. So never give up on that. Never think that, you know, it's it's over and it's done with. You know, also underneath the women and the sisters, um, there's a sister I'm going to play a video, upload a video. Um, She did some poetry 
Her name is um, Kendra K. Love, and is dealing with the head of the head of the hood. So stay tuned for that, and we'll definitely get into that um, a little bit later on. So moving from moving from that into our story, I wanted to get into um, big ups to the brother Marshawn Lynch. Um, Marshawn Lynch made the news in dealing with buying up real estate in Oakland to combat gentrification. Um, this is this is to me this was real big. Um, he also received the the Raiders Walter Payton Man of the Year nomination award. You know, this, the thing that Marshawn Lynch emphasized was this is something that should be emphasized to other people that's in all levels of sports. And this all came, this all goes all the way back to Akon to me. Before Akon, all these athletes, all of these people, these rappers, they weren't doing nothing. Um, then when Akon made a big headlines of what he was doing in Africa, he started getting a lot of people that got involved in all the arenas of sports. So I want to big up Marshawn Lynch, you know, because what he what he stated was he he seen what was going on in his community in Oakland. He he seen this whole trend that's going on throughout the United States of you know the Mukasu or you know, the Albion race buying up property um, in, in inner cities and kicking, and kicking the people out of the areas, you know, that don't have the money, that don't have, you know, the economic leverage and so forth. So what he did was he started buying up the area. And this is what you, you know, you got to, you really have to emphasize you know, also with me uh, emphasizing that, I'm going to get into that a little bit later also, and I I targeted Mar- uh, Marshawn Lynch for a reason, just because when I get to music and movies, it's something that's going to be incongruent to that also. So, you know, research, take a look. Your assignment is to, to maybe get in contact, maybe reach out to Marshawn Lynch, see, up, see how you could do it in your neighborhood. Um, if you got the funds to do it, you know, see what motivated him to do what he did, but also acknowledge the athletes that are doing something. You know, it don't always have to be protesting, you know. It's, it's people that's out here that's actually putting their money where their mouth is. So, you know, this this really means a lot you know, for people to turn around because a lot of times athletes, they leave the hood or leave their area and they become invisible in the areas that they, they move to. And it's, it's unimaginable to people the way you could be making millions of dollars and know that a townhouse or a complex doesn't cost that much to buy in the house families in it. You can literally buy a block. You know, um, that's just what one year's worth of a salary. So big ups to Marshawn Lynch. Um, the second person that I want to, oh, you want to say something? What's I was just saying there, big up, big up for that. I, I want to comment later when you, when, you, when you finish, when you start giving out the assignment stuff. Okay. Um, the next person that I want to um, acknowledge under our story is the the brother Nipsey goes by the name of Nipsey Hustle. Um, the reason why, you know, it is it is in so many areas that I want to acknowledge this brother, and it it it, it kind of made me emotional because, you know knowing the importance of Dr. Sabi, you know, and our community being the Wapians and so forth. And being there, 
um, to emphasize the health aspect during our generation. Um, Dr. Sabi, to me, you know, was beside, you know, in addition to Dr. York being an avatar that came to our people for this generation, our generation and our parents' generation that suffered so much from having inadequate diets. And so let me get back to Nipsey Hussle. Um, What he's doing is he's actually putting out a documentary that will narrate Dr. Sabi's trial in 1985. So, you know, the situation, just a, a brief situation was that Dr. Sabi was persecuted for curing AIDS um, in New York. Um, the, the the major U.S. medical corporations um, didn't like the fact that a melanated brother had the scientific and biological medical know-how without going through their institutions to help his people and help people that were suffering. And, you know, ultimately this led to um, his demise and being targeted, I mean, which he accepted, you know, because his work has already been done. What he came here to do has, you know, was actually done. You know what I'm saying? So he did this. They didn't stop him from caring people. It's the fact that they came and after he did it, which people got to realize that this man, Dr. Sabi, literally, cured people that was diagnosed with AIDS, that was immune deficiency, and other types of cancers and so forth, and he was not part of the medical industry. So, you know, for Nipsey Hussle to take upon himself to know the importance of this, especially when when Dr. Sabi was alive, he emphasized how he went to the major um, money holders in the melanated community, and they turned their back on him because of, you know, their handlers. You know, so the fact that Nipsey Hussle would give an opportunity to bring this story to the children, the elders, the women and men, and the whole community is 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 beyond paramount, you know what I'm saying? And this this means so much to me because, um, you know, our major aspect of life is dealing with health, and this is what Dr. Sabi did for us, um, an uncounted number of people. And so for him to to take that mantle and to put and to put together and to invest the money into that is, you know. That's that's what our that's what our legacy and our story is about. You know what I'm saying? Not just ancient history, but what people are doing right now amongst our people. The um third part that I just want to bring, just a quick acknowledgement is um Sweet Chicks, um Williamsburger. This is this is in Brooklyn. This is co owned by Nas. And, you know, I wanted to acknowledge what Nas did during the period of time that the federal government was um, shut down. You know, you know, you got to look at the fact that there was people that was going to work. We don't know how many hours they was going to work. We don't work for the federal government. But you got to look at the fact that those people that was going to work and they wasn't getting paid for it at the end. So who knows where the money was coming from for them to sustain themselves. But, you know, the brother made sure with his, his company that they ate, you know, and it's called Sweet Chick. Sweet Chick. And this is um, in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. So 
They served fried chicken and waffles, and believe me, the federal employees did go there and eat. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, in the midst, in the midst of of people, you know, the the travesties that I that I I raised has with the police and the local governments and being shot and abused, you know, we still have the heart to to bring relief to those that are suffering. So it's having the ability to do so. So again that that that, that makes the owners and and Nas and them bigger than than anything that people could bring to us. So I just wanted to make you know, give acknowledgement to him. So Big honors to to Nas the Moor, <laughs> you know what I mean, the King, God's right. son. So that that's yo. For those that don't know the moves he making, yo, like real on. That's hip hop. It's not just the music and the and the and the dancing and you know the fly fly um gear and everything like that. That's hip hop, yo. That's hip hop two point <laughs> you know. <laughs> Move, move yes, this yeah. thing into the next millennium, you know, for real. But um, I'm gonna go backwards and take in, in terms of the subject matter. Um, quick comment on the Dr. Sebi um documentary. Um, yeah, Nipsey Hussle is is doing a great thing. I agree with you on that. He's doing a great thing to bring some light and some some focus back on to. One of one of the, the members and elders of, in, our, in our community that's beloved by people of all walks, not not just New Orleans. You know, I mean, of course, when he, when he started, he wasn't just he wasn't just appealing to New Orleans people. That actually came rather rather late in the game in, in terms of his walk, but um, he touched a lot of other people, a lot of communities internationally, not just. Um, in what was referred to as the United States, you know, um, North America, Turtle Island. Um, he, he Recording was, started. And all over the world, so doing this thing. So, and um, another thing, you know, he he does have a living legacy. So let's you know let's let's just remember that you know that there, there are still people that can give you. Goods that work very closely with Dr. Sabi and um and developed his brand. Um, I, I think it might it might be why. Shout out to um KTL um who was who was raised in the house with Dr. Sabi. You know, he's one of Sabi's babies <laughs> for real. Like so, he was raised in the house with Dr. Sabi, and he he brings a lot of clarity to the whole um icon that we we refer to as dr Sebi and um what made that work he also revealed something very very um intriguing to me about dr Sebi um and the in the healing village that um that that he created in in um in south america so and that was that at first it was uh it was called the ogun Healing village, or or, or something of that, of that nature. It was named after Ogun. Okay. That, that was that was very interesting. Um, when it became more of a corporate thing, it it, it became Usha. So, so that was that was an interesting little tidbit. He um he mentioned that when uh in an interview with uh Brother Rich from um, Black Magic, you know, and um. Yeah, he, he mentioned that in an interview with him. So uh, they were talking about about the same, you know, Nipsey Hustle thing for a minute. And yeah, it's a it might might be a good good thing to um, check check with some of the people that were um, that were more heavily influenced, you know, on a personal level with with Dr. Sebi and or, or you know the icon we call Dr. Sebi and, and what made his his thing work, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Now, I have a comment and a question uh, on the first, which was, I told you I'm going backwards, um, uh, Brother Marshawn Lynch. And um, that's, uh, again, that's a great thing that he's doing. I, I wonder, I know that they do, they gentrify neighborhoods so that they can then go in and invest in those neighborhoods, which usually ends up uh, raising the cost of living in those neighborhoods, which is the, the very thing that, that runs the people who live there prior to out. So that being said, I, w I, I just wonder if there's any countermeasures that they would begin to uh, try to put in place politically, you know what I mean? In terms of when, when, when brothers and sisters go back and do things like that, because you know, Queen Latifah, supposedly it was doing the same is doing the same thing buying up some property and stuff like that um but um you know i wonder if there's any type of you know like moves they got to try to figure out how to do it now you know that they're working on now i'm, I'm quite sure there are but that the whole the whole thing is to bring bring the value up in the neighborhood to make the cost of living higher of course and and excommunicate the people who lived there prior to them. So my thing is, and if he can bring up the value of the neighborhood, still, which I mean, it's gonna bring, it's gonna be brought up. But if he can, he, if he can bring it up to the level, let's say, that's competitive with how they envisioned it. You know, like when they started putting out here together that we want to get this neighborhood and we want to develop this much, and we're gonna move this many people out. You know, whereas he's trying to come in and um, you know preserve some of that, you know, to the best of his ability, and and more than likely help some of those people in that community remain in that community. You know, so um, yeah, that's just something I, I I wonder about. You know, when when those things come up, because um, you know, they they're very adamant and persistent. <laughs> When they when they want to get some property from out out from under us, yeah. Well, one 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 thing that is it's a it's a multi dynamic situation, which means is this that what happens is this it's you know I I I'm, I'm, I want to try to watch my words in saying this because I want my intent and the meaning of what I'm trying to say. Is emphasized more than what I'm, I'm about to say. They they pretty much know that people that are in impoverished situations have a tendency to bring down property value, which they do this for a reason. <laughs> they 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 initiate this and allow this for a reason in order so that they can come back over a period of years and buy that property cheap, move people out, and then and then put what they want, you know, because they, they already have, they already have the finances before a property or an area is low-income designated, per se. Thanks. They already had the money, let's say, beforehand. So they say, okay, well, you know, we're going to put this area here for 30, you know, 20, 30, 40 years, let it go down, and then what we'll do is we'll come back in 20, 30, 40 years, and we'll buy it back in disregard. Now, the whole thing is this. It's, it's not 100% wrong because, what we're speaking of now is what the solution is and and the accountability is amongst our people. So it's not as if, you know, like Queen Latifah and Marshall Lynch is by themselves. It is yeah. thousands of brothers and sisters that make the same amount of money as they do. That's that true. have That's the same opportunity to do what they do, which means to yeah. be able to come in and upgrade 
a community right. so right. that the people within that community is not targeted, you see? So it's not just put on the shoulders of one or two people. You know what I'm saying? All of these ball players are getting million-dollar contracts. And like I said, it doesn't cost a million dollars to buy a block. And even if it did cost a million dollars to buy a block, these people are getting a million dollars a year. Right. You know what I'm saying? What? So, right, more than that. Low, you know, you know that's lowballing it. You know. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I'm I'm being yeah, I'm being general. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with everything you said and uh, or were you finished? No, 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 no. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. I mean, I was just, I was just saying that. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was, I was just going to finish. I was going to finish up and, and, and just, I was just going to end it on the fact like this. It's bigger than just housing. Um, right. When, when. When the Mukasa, when other people come in and buy property, it's about the commercial property that's built around the residential property. See, what happens is in the low-income areas, they, the, the, the commercial companies, or the, they don't like to come in unless it's occupied by Mukasa's or Albion or Caucasians, it don't, they don't like to come in. They don't like to invest in the community. So you can go in now in any community, and you'll only see three or four or five businesses, a fast food joint or, you know, a, a dollar store or something like that. But when the Albion's come by that community, now you start seeing bigger businesses, bigger corporations, hotels comes in. Exactly. That, that's that's exactly the point that I was going to make. That um, you know, along with this buying up of real estate, he he also would be wise to, if not do it himself, a politic with some brothers and sisters about um, moving businesses into the neighborhoods that he's uh, that he's uh, doing doing his best to preserve. You know, so that that's exactly right. you made it a point exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say, pretty much. You know, yeah, that's that's you know that's important. Um, but I'm a, I'm gonna move on to then then we gonna come back and sum it all up at the end on all the assignments. But the next category deals dealing with law. Um, the next category dealing with law is this brother named Travis Washington. Um, I want to you know I want to pick up him and give shout outs to. Travis Washington for coming up with called the Hands Up Act. Now, the Hands Up Act um, was put out so that this would punish police officers for shooting unarmed citizens. Um, you know, uh, you know, and he, he he's pushing for legislation to make it illegal for police to shoot a person with a weapon. Um, God, God, you're breaking up. All right, I'm breaking up? Yeah, you're breaking up. Let me say it again. Travis Washington is putting together what's called the Hands Up Act. This will punish police for shooting unarmed citizens. And it's attempting to punish, you know, the push for legislation that would make it illegal for a police to shoot a person without a weapon. Were you able to hear me clearly then? Yeah, I was. I was too. Okay. The, um the, you know state? the main issue is that what? What state was that in? Oh well um let me see. I don't I don't have the state pulled up right now. I just have the brother's name. Okay. And what he did was, um, you know, he created a petition. He emailed 102 U.S. reps, representatives. Um, he reached out to the the, Huff, the Huffington Post, 
um, the College Democrats of America, the National Civil Rights Museum, and plus the NAACP. So I really, you know, this is, you know, this is really important because they just let off some other officers. They just vindicated some other officers for shooting somebody else in California. So they done got back on a spree and oh, yeah. killing. Yeah, they done, they done got back on it again. So the whole thing is, is there's only two ways to deal with the situation. You know, you either going to deal with them and it is going to be all out anarchy because they're showing you that they're not going to stop doing this. So it's either there is a natural um, cause and effect process in nature that comes from people, or we're going to deal with this, you know, with the higher intelligence and deal with this through the law and get a legislation passed so that um, there is some consequences. And, I mean, we've been speaking on this for a long time, you know, it's just the fact that I came across this and I found that, you know, this should be a last result effort, you know, and this is no different than going from slavery, there was slavery, and then they said end of slavery and then they still was enslaving people and, and you still had to fight, you know what I'm saying, it's, you know, in order to, if you're going to be here with, with your, 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 you know, these people that are attacking you, you know, um, you know, in a cowardly manner, um, you know, attacking you cowardly because we're not hearing of police officers shooting someone in a shootout. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Which you can, you can, you can say, okay, yes, you are justified with what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? We are dealing with pretty much public execution of people, right. which, you know, to a degree, we're being very humane and 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 low-tempered about this because really this is not the way that you're supposed to deal with it. Because if, you know, if, you, if somebody's just getting shot without a weapon, you know, you're just supposed to go back and deal with the situation and let it be whatever it's going to be. That's normally how we're raised in our communities. You know what I'm saying? It's not, you know, you don't suppose to just have people getting attacked and it goes unanswered. So, again, this Hands Up Act is one of, you know, the recent and current initiatives to to try to have this dealt with outside parties, you know, without it being taken in the hands of the people and them cast a judgment on these officers because, you know, at a certain particular point, it ain't, it's not going to, it's not going to end well. It's, you know, this is only going, it's only going to happen for so long before, you know, we already had a situation in, I think it was Texas to where somebody in the military went out and killed a certain amount of police officers. Um, you know, so again, you know, these these situations shouldn't be happening, which means it's either the protocol officers is not being trained or this is the intent of the officers upon engagement with people, you know, is shooting certain people down and having a just means of dealing with other people. So we know people are being arrested for crimes every day all throughout the country and they're not being murdered for it. But then when it comes to young melanated men, this is ending up being a re the end result for them. They get they're getting shot. And they're not and, and and they're not actually in combat with these officers. So, you know, this is you know, it's a trying time, but you know, this is one of the last opportunities I see that people need to take and get behind. So that's that. <laughs> Indeed, I, I comment on that too. Um, yeah, that we have to do more to protect ourselves out in this in this uh, environment. Uh, it's definitely it's definitely um, a war zone, 
It's, it's not the combat that people are used to fantasizing about and looking at in the movies, but it's 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 just <laughs> it's still it's still a war nonetheless. There's there's violence, there's terror, there's trauma, there's all the effects of war still going on in our landscape. It's just that it doesn't look that way. It doesn't look like the battleground that we envision when we, when we say the word war. So with that being said, um, I wanna I wanna say this, man. Um, we have to also um, get behind uh, 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 or pass some kind of legislation passed for um, for when they. When 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 the police are approaching you, and 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 they're coming with this military, that's that's the point I want to make. A lot of these a lot of these police are coming, and they're they're hitting the streets. They're coming out of the military. And they're hitting the streets, and they're coming with their military attitude. So, a lot of uh, it's a lot of these type of police that are involved in these shootings. So it's clear that we can we can kind of trace. So the legislation part I want to get to is we have to start making them be accountable for their associations. You understand? We right. know that we 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 know that they they work with certain other associations outside of the the police department that they uh, they're assigned to. And, and 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 they do these things for the cause of those organizations, uh, the white inferiority groups, terrorists. You know, um, that that's that's really what's going. On. That's a that's that's what this private war is about because it's not purposeless. They don't just. It's not that they're just out here just buck wild. And now some of them are because they they feed off of that type of energy. You know, the 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 troopers on the ground are. But there's a strategy behind it all. There's a strategy behind it all. It's not just, um, it's what you call control chaos. <laughs> you understand? So, yeah. um, and, and, and fear is a definite tool of 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 all of it to keep us frozen in 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 our um, relationship in terms of how the freedoms that we 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 lose implicitly just from interacting with them. You know. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's definitely more, more behind it than just, just a bunch of, uh, bad guys, you know, uh, uh, bad apples in the bunch and things like that. It's, it's, it's way more organized. It's way more intricate and it's way more, um, purposeful in terms of the intent. And it's, it's hotter in certain areas because they can get away with, you know, blaming black on black crime and, and, and letting a lot of things go unsolved, et cetera. You know, I don't want to go too long on that because I'm real passionate about the ways we've been attacked by, 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 you know, on daily, you know, um, we lose, we lose so many dear ones senselessly, but it doesn't make, yeah. it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to us, but it makes plenty of sense to them because they have a purpose. Right, right, exactly. Well, um, well, I was gonna, um, I'm gonna go to the last subject that I was gonna hit on, which was movies and um, music and movies. Um, again, I'll be, I'll be connecting um, on the YouTube video, a poetry part from a sister um, dealing with the music aspect. Um, but as far as the movie is concerned, um, I want everybody to go check out, um, pull up. Find some type of way to, to find a movie called The Stick Up Kids. Um, this is one of the best movies I have ever watched. <laughs> I'm talking about this is like the most profound, hood-directed, low-budget movie ever. I don't know if you've ever seen The Stick Up Kid, but the... The the purpose behind I'm just gonna give an overview of the stick up kid and and I'll put a picture up you'll see it on on the YouTube so you'll be able to um, Google it or whatever but it's two things that happened in this it was it was young brothers that was hustling all right so they went from hustling 
and then they was educated by older brothers about their history. Once they was educated by the older brothers in reference to their history, it dealt with the land ownership. It dealt with the indigenous people of Manhattan. It dealt with Moors. It dealt with um, real estate. It dealt with deeds. And what we, when I had mentioned earlier about Marshawn Lynch and the property buying, it dealt, it dealt with the strategy. And what you'll see in the movie is the interaction of the strategy dealing with the deeds. This is something that young brothers, young sisters, elders, they, it's not, there's no conversation on this. You know, it's a fear. It's a fear factor in people. A lot of things that's emphasized is individualistic home ownership when you get a a husband or a wife. This is what's emphasized, right? But the the whole thing is, is that depending on your demographics, you will understand the importance of having the deeds to properties. All right, and and what this means to future generations and how things was passed down. So I'm not going to give away the movie, but the stick-up kids is, I mean, I, I would watch this like three times, four times over just because of the message, just because of the intelligence, just because the spirituality that is brought in, into the film. It covers a lot of bases. So please go out and, um, and pick that up. Watch this with your family. Um, share this with other people once you get a chance to watch it yourself. So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and we're going to go through, um, you know what I'm saying, the, the assignments and so forth. So, you know, I'll go through them, and, and then afterwards, Utu, you know what I'm saying, you want to give your take on each one of them, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? So, um, again, this is AU Gansu University. Um, this is the NGO 37801 Minutes that's being brought to you by Indigenous Media for the students, which are the progeny of the Shi, Omek, Shi, Yamasi, Gansu. This is for the project of CDC. Your assignments. Your assignments is to watch the movie The Stick Up Kids. Do a report on the movie The Stick Up Kids. Go and um, investigate Travis Washington's Hands Up Act. Um, look into, um, you know, take a review of what Nas is doing um, with Sweet Chicks. Look into Nipsey Hussle documentary on Dr. Sabi. Look into, do a report on Marshawn Lynch and him buying up real estate. Uh, also, do a report on the black-owned beer brand by Salise Beatty in Harlem with the Harlem Brewing Company. Um, Dr. Tamara Moist and the, the the new black on urgent care in Brooklyn, um, dealing with Spanish, Haitian, um, research how to start your own urgent health care um, association. Uh, also, reach out to Kiko Davis, the only sister that, that owns a bank. Um, her company is called The Black Detour. And... Um, also, give honors and teach the children about uh, Marseille Martin, the youngest executive producer in the world, Carson Huey, the 11-year-old that was admitted to college to study quantum physics with a 1770 on an SAT, and Esther O'Kay, the 10-year-old math genius that enrolled into the University of, uh, of, of UK, which is a British um, Nigerian and she got into college, scored 100% on her exams. So you, you want to go ahead, Uchu? I'm, I'm good, man. That's, that's, that's what's up. 
Okay. Well, yeah, that's, um, you know, in addition to the, the portion that's going to be brought to you by Dr. Kamilis on the health aspect, you know what I'm saying, definitely um, look up biogeogenetics and dealing with the health. And um, you, you didn't have any other final, any final words to, on any of the topics? Oh, yeah. Well, um, I, again, if you want to get a little more intricate um, information about Dr. Sabi and his brand, definitely check out um, Mama Pill. Um, she has a store. Um, I think it's Green Leaf. Uh, I think it's Green's uh, Dash Leaf. Dot org. I'll find that information and I'll make sure it gets put into the uh, description box. Um, but it's here, here in Atlanta. Um, she has a, a a center that's called, it's called um, called Guyana in Atlanta or something like that, something of that nature. But basically, it's this a small little little, little uh, center. That people can go and kind of um, learn some some more of the wisdom of Dr. Savy. She was um, she was one of his one of Dr. Savy's wives. So yeah, that's that's it. All right, I appreciate it. All right, well, again, the date this is um, Monday, March the fourth. Now after twelve p.m. Again, another episode of Indigenous Media for the month of March. These are minutes for 2019 NGO 37801. Definitely for the students of the AU Gansu, the Oxygen, the Omec, Shi, Yamasi, Indigenous Moors. All right, this is Atarif Ankh L and my brother Utu. Um, glad you was able to join me, add in on the energy. And until our next episode, you know what I'm saying? do? Let's see here. Go ahead and...